This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane's top 10 biggest episodes in no particular order. We're building up to our third anniversary and a massive celebrity special show. Oh, yes. Uh, with some past belters uh, that might have gotten buried within our 150 episodes. That's the thing, because where we pump this out, uh, they just get lost and people, you know, some people they can't find them. And they're like, we've had some massive names. Um, so uh, we thought we'd go back and bring those names forward so you can go over them if you've missed them. Um, and also, thanks to our patrons, without whom we wouldn't have gotten here. Uh, our patrons like Lindsay Tune and Kat Horton, thank you guys for, for uh, helping us uh, get where we are. We, we wouldn't be able to do it without you. I, honestly, I really genuinely mean that. Thank you so much. This episode is from 2019. Uh, again, I was, I've been a big fan of uh, this guest's music and I just I hadn't been, I'd moved to Essex uh, became friends with Stu Whiffin and Chris Glasson who do the uh, um, Hardcore Listings podcast I mean they're the reason that this podcast exists you know once I haven't met them this wouldn't have happened so thanks to those guys uh, you get to have this brilliant podcast um, and they it turns out that they were mates they, they were mates and uh, their podcast goes out on the Distraction Pieces Network which is uh, Scroobius Pip and as I said I was a huge fan of Scroob's uh, music and then uh, through them got to know got to know Scroobius and uh, I was like do you want, would you come on the podcast he's like I'd be delighted mate uh, so I came he came on here I went on his wonderful and he was such a great he's, he's such an interesting dude he's such a great chap um, and it was, it was. I really did. I did well not to fanboy him. You know, he was sitting in my flat, and we were doing it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, no, it's, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And when we left, I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. Um, anyway, listen, let's have the episode. This is Scroobius Pip. I was looking at seeing who Brock Lesnar was this morning. Yeah, he's a what? A I love man. it. I love yeah. all those things. I love MMA and wrestling yeah. and football are all ways that. B- b- blokes can sh- show emotion yeah, and not man. feel bad about yeah, it like right. f- football's always been the prime one for me I've been going to Millwall since I was five years old four or five years old and um, South London it's proper <laughs> it's hard blokes it's serious men yet they'll be in tears I remember being at Wembley and me me old man and all these hard South yeah, London men yeah, yeah. all in tears all hugging each other all kissing each other and it's like <laughs> That's great. Uh, like you can hate on 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 football a lot for, particularly with Millwall, where there's been hooliganism, yeah. racism, yeah, all this yeah. horrible shit. But the positive there is undeniable as well. Of that kind of that it allows 
men that maybe wouldn't show emotion normally oh, or traditionally yes. it's allowed men that wouldn't normally show emotion to show emotion and I'm a big believer in the fact that all emotions are, are really important Absolutely. for us to yeah. feel and right. it sounds stupid but I remember <laughs> when we were in the playoff finals at Wembley against Scunthorpe and um, Gary Alexander scored one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life and we're, yeah. we're winning and in my mind, we were going up. Like we've right, never yeah. been in the top league, and we were going up. <laughs> this is it. And they got t- t- two goals before, I think, in injury time even, and wow. it was over. So that roller coaster of emotion. Because again, it is only football. But if you f- followed that season, yeah, that's eight nine months. Oh mate, of, yeah, of, totally of, of, of that's something that's really meant something to you, yeah. and suddenly it's over. So. I always think back to that of the ultimate high of thinking we're going up this is amazing and then within 10 minutes yeah. this whole year has been a waste <laughs> do you know what I mean it's yeah. mind blowing <laughs> and, and no one explains that no, and no. even even now because I've said this before said this many times before that I don't follow football yeah. but it, it doesn't even it doesn't matter it's so ingrained in everything that you do mm. I'm still aware that Crystal Palace, which would be the team I would follow. Yeah, had yeah. I been, I've even got, even though I'm not into it, I'm like, well, that would be my team, and yeah, this is why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got your team, even yeah, though you've not got a exactly. team. Exactly, it's in you. Yeah. And, it, and it, it was a way back then of fathers, you know, bonding with sons and doing, like you say, stuff that men wouldn't normally Completely. do. Completely. Yeah. In, in my family, my parents split up when I was 16, and to this day, the reason Christmas isn't hard work yeah. is me and my dad go Millwall on Boxing Day because oh, there's always nice. a Boxing Day match. So it makes yeah. it easy. In general, I spend Christmas with my mum and we got Millwall on Boxing Day. Lovely. So as stupid as, again, as far away as it seems, that's been a really important thing in the balance of getting used to, you know, a broken family yes. or whatever you would call it. Yeah. It's, it's like that's been a key part of it because it, it solved the problem. Yeah, it, there's n- no argument. So, well, you had Christmas last year so I get it this year it's always just like well I'll see you on Boxing Day we'll go Millwall (laughs) job done it's a weird one how how things like that it's funny though yeah it's funny it's 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 funny mentioning that I growing up I've got a mate called Tom I've known Tom since I was three years old he's the reason that he he became sort of like an older brother and he was always introducing me to films and comedy and he told me about Bill Hicks he told me about music he introduced me to um like a lot of hip hop stuff when we were growing up. Yeah. And then it got to when we were like teenagers and a bit older and, and it was like we'd organised to go out and then I'd let him down last minute. I was yeah. a bit flaky to the point where his dad used to call me. My nickname was Reliable. Right. Because I'd never, I'd always like, oh, I can't make it, mate. I've got to do this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's fucking rubbish. And then a few years ago, a mate of mine, John, who got, um, uh, he got like the posh tickets for Chelsea. Yeah. The, what do they call it? Um, when you go and they give you food and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You know, yeah. And he went, look, I can't go, but you want them? And I'm like, like that, my, Tom and his dad, are, they're mad Chelsea. They've been yeah. Chelsea for years. And I went, actually, yeah, I do. I know exactly who to take. So I took my youngest son, I took my mate Tom and his dad, and we took them on Boxing Day. I hired yeah. a car, drove there, and then we did this amazing, had this amazing day watching the football and the, and the, and the, and the meals and, the, you know, you get a toasted cheese sandwich in half time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it, it was and on the way home I dropped him off and Ed just leaned in the car and he went he goes I've always loved you and I was oh, like mate. fuck and it all because yeah. of football brought it yeah. like it washed away all the shit it's, it's amazing isn't it yeah. stuff like and that and, it. and again it, it's not it's, it's finding an excuse 
to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Football is just an excuse to feel those emotions yeah. and to have those moments, but we need an excuse sometimes. It'd be yeah. beautiful if we were all stable enough to not need an excuse to have a hug or to say, yeah. I, I, I've always loved you or whatever else, you know what I mean? That's it, that's but it. it's good to give us that, like, like we're not all stable enough. It's, again, no. there's no point in imagining this fantasy world <laughs> where we shouldn't need that. Yeah, we shouldn't, but we do. But we do. Yeah. I know, I know. But that, and it, because I've, I get sometimes I'll get to a point and I'll be like oh, fucking football I hate football and I hate yeah. the people that watch it because you see the stereotypes completely and it's only having conversations like this with people like you and you go because you wouldn't look at you and go he's obviously into his football especially someone like Millwall yeah exactly yeah. It's, it's why I've always been so I've always spoken about it so much and I get some stick because online I'll be as vocal about the negatives of course, side right. of it and it, it pisses off a few of the, the Millwall fans because I've got a public yeah. face it's, it's weird there was a recent one I tweeted about it a load because of previous guest of yours Tez because he, he did a post about the racism that was at one of the yeah, matches yeah, and I did a what, huge yeah. thing him and Gus Khan were talking about it a lot and, and Gus is a good mate of mine Yeah, and um, yeah I kind of I jumped in and was like look this is disgraceful we should we shouldn't be shying away or making excuses. This is this is bad. And uh, I had a few people come out and like, a few Millwall fans like, get really angry. And I had to point out, because like one guy had tweeted me just saying, it's weird how you only talk about uh, the negative, or, or you only pop up when it's the, the negative side. And I had to point out, I did a thing on the BBC about how Millwall were the, the first team to uh, complete all the, all the levels of the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the well, kick racism out of football program. Yeah, and again, I will also highlight it's probably because we needed it the most. <laughs> that, you know, but it's still it's good that we were doing that as a club. I've been going on soccer home and all these things for years to talk about the positive side of Millwall, but that means you also have to address it's the problem a lot of football clubs have or fans have is getting bl- bl- blinded by that place that they go and have their emotion yeah, like it can't yeah, it can yeah. do no wrong and you they'll all talk about hatchet jobs in the press and stuff like that and there is tons yeah, of that yeah yeah but you still if if there's video of your fans chanting racist shit of course the only response should ever be that isn't acceptable yeah i'm, I'm embarrassed i'm ashamed and that's it, horrendous and it. it's being able to speak up on that and not feel that you're doing anyone a disservice other than those scumbags exactly. that's all you're yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when people like when there's any kind of big f- feminist thing and you have blokes come out going well not all men and all that kind of thing. it's like well unless you are one of the scumbags you shouldn't be offended by exactly this I don't that. see stuff yes. about having a go at, at some of the disgraceful uh, way men act and and feel it's attacking me because yeah. I'm not that guy. Exactly, I've said that same yeah. thing. Yes. It's ridiculous, but it can be that kind of, that if, you, if you're getting defensive, then maybe have a little look at yourself and yeah. go, right, why Exactly. Why am I feeling defensive on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, things with Millwall as well is like, you know, their they're, they're chant was like, no one likes us, mm. we don't care. And it and that's all anyone knows. So. It's a problem, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, and again, it's ingrained. The, the, the slogan of or the motto of my label of, of my record label is is um oh, we may not be for you and that's fine yeah. and that's clearly come from no one likes us we don't care it's a it's a toned version of that it's a rewritten yes. thing of that yet again it is it's a negative thing it can make you go ah whatever and oh, we are who we are it's like no no we should still yeah Try and be more there's inclusive. a level of it yeah, yeah 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 it should be inclusive and yeah all that kind of thing but yeah angles has been in my top 10 
out albums for for many years. Wicked. And it's and it's because of the lyrics, because I didn't expect there to be such deep meaningful yeah, lyrics because yeah. it was hip hop. It was, yeah. you know, I didn't expect it. So the stuff that you cover in it, like um, yeah, like letter, letters from God to Man is yeah, yeah, yeah. something else, man. And angles, the actual song angles, and um, uh, the magician's assistant. Yeah, yeah. Very deep, dark topics. Yeah, that yeah. It's like fuck, man. Like, but the ability to tell a story in such a short space of time yeah. is something I've always liked in lyrics. Yeah, that, is it? I mean, those was that from personal experience with those or storytelling was always an exciting thing for me in yeah. in, in in lyrics. All all my lyrics are kind of I I always except for one song I always write a fictional story, but I draw from true events. Yeah, 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 Again, yeah. it was that weird thing of starting off and not being comfortable going well either I or someone I know has been through this horrible thing yeah. let's pop it on a, a track and have it on <laughs> iTunes for 79p <laughs> it, it feels really weird to be profiting off it so it's like yeah. but I also think it's important to discuss these subjects Absolutely. and to address these it's why we always 90% of our live shows we played Magician's Assistant and yeah. it's a downbeat song yeah, yeah, about yeah. self-harm and suicide yeah. <laughs> not exactly a club banger no. <laughs> but it was important to go right no this is just part of this is part of life this yeah. this shouldn't be only on the album this should be something that we hit you with at the live gig and hopefully you go away having had a good time but there yeah. is something there to go oh that was yeah. that was interesting well, it shows that it affects because a lot of people have been through it yeah, and a lot of people think, "Oh, this is only happening to me." Yeah. So by this is someone like you talking about these things. Yeah. Go, oh, fuck. Even if one person goes, "Oh, yeah, right." And it's it's, it is it's other people. It's Even like on both sides, they've been affected yeah. by suicide, or they're contemplating themselves and self harming and. Hundred yeah. percent, and 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 on 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 the other sides of it, on the uh, when I had um, I had a, a woman called Natalie Clapshaw on my podcast oh, Natalie, who worked yeah. for Head Headway and. Um, we were talking about um, brain trauma, but one of the key bits of that podcast was that she was really adamant that she wants to talk about the effects of the partners of people who've got brain trauma or the families. Because again, it's, it's so easy or not easy, but it's kind of, if you're going, I need to talk about a topic. It's normally focusing on the main point of the topic, but any huge topic has got so many offshoots. Absolutely. So hard to understand and so hard to grasp and it's, it's it's why magician's assistant was kind of more about everyone else yeah exactly in the situation yeah, or more yeah. highlighting everyone else in the situation yeah. than simply here's someone who's going through a rough time and it's a weird one because we were lucky that when we were making that album we didn't expect anyone to ever hear it not really <laughs> so it, it meant that there was no so you're quite free yeah complete, yeah. completely free I've had people over the years say oh you're so brave to, to be open with your lyrics particularly on that first album it's like I was open because I didn't think anyone would fucking hear it I didn't really it's not like, it we didn't Just expect it. we'd have this huge audience all of a sudden yeah but um, yeah it was important to to have those that openness I, I th- like we're lucky that we didn't expect anyone to hear it and then that was a success but that then meant that we were comfortable on all future albums of yeah. being that open and that free and not trying to go well how do we write a pop hit because the song that we wrote with expected no audience, or the album that we expected no audience, g- 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 got in the top forty and yeah. was our big. It launched our whole career, so it gave that 
that that comfortable ground. It wasn't years and years of slogging, and then we figured out how no. to write a pop bit. It was like here's this weird shit that we've written, <laughs> and it and it it somehow connected. But it's also, I mean, it's also been response. It's it's also meant that I've had to make sure I'm really conscious and vigilant. As a, as an artist, as yeah. someone on social media, because in the it was in the dawn of social media blowing up as well and accessibility. So to have a song l- l- like Magician's Assistant, which admittedly it's an album track, but it was one yeah. that if you connect to it, you connect to it probably in a pretty deep and heavy Absolutely, way. Yeah. So it meant that I've always been really vigilant on on my socials, on my DMs, course, on my emails, yeah. and things like that. Because I hear from people who are going through some tough times yeah. and have done from like that start point to like the last week or two I'll still have people that are like hit me up about that song or about these these heavy things and it's it's a weird one it's important to be vigilant on it but it's also I've known from day one it's important to be clear I'm just some twat with a microphone yeah. I, I, like, I can't actually man. help yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I can't actually solve the problems here there are experts there are people like Samaritans and and Calm and all people who I've worked with for years so that's always been my thing to keep an eye on on being there for people if they need me but equally making it clear I'm not the the guy for you to depend on because again although how social media is and how albums are we don't know each other no and and, and it might seem like that on socials It's, it's really weird I've got I had I had Johan Harry on my podcast recently um and he's done a lot of studying into depression, into mental health, and into the possible causes and solutions. And when we were discussing it, we kind of had a breakthrough because he highlighted that one of the known um, main causes of mental health issues is loneliness. And one of the biggest problems with addressing mental health is awareness yeah. is knowing that you need help knowing that you're going through something and it was kind of in the podcast that I put forward I think social media everyone talks about how it's damaging us because it, yeah. it is yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's damaging us more than we realise because social media has isolated us far more yeah, than man. ever before but we've got access to more people than ever before. So I think it's given us loneliness, but hiding it, it's not making us aware of yeah. it. So we're not realising how lonely we are. No. We can go weeks without actually talking to our mates properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because we're on Facebook and we're looking, we feel we're having that connection and we're not. And is it. I think that's really damaging. And I think that's why, I don't know if there's a, ri- a, a, a rise in mental health issues I, I hope that it's just there's a rise in awareness and a yeah. rise in being able to talk about it but I think social media is having a potentially negative impact on that because regardless of connection to celebrities or people who have written songs connection to our mates we might yeah. not be checking in as much as we That's would so true. and, and when yeah. we do meet up we're not going to be as oh, what have you I've been up to because you know <laughs> well you know what they've shared yes and that's important as well all we really know is what people are putting out there there's so much below the surface that that we don't know but I think yeah I think it gives us a false a sense of security a false sense of of socialising oh god that, yeah that, absolutely that isn't real yes. and I think that could be really damaging and yeah a, a, yeah, a, yeah. a worrying 
thing in this day and age. Well, I've got, I mean, I've got two sons. They're 21 and 27. Yeah. <clears throat> and what, what gave me hope is that they're actually coming away from social yeah. media. A lot of young people are going, yeah, it's all bollocks. It's yeah. all bullshit. We need to yeah. be going out. And, and so now I've noticed this in comedy clubs. Comedy clubs are getting busier again. Going to see bands. A lot of people are going to see bands now. I know a lot of this, you know, bands are going on tour because they can't make any money from yeah. recorded stuff. Yeah. But more people are going to see bands, Completely. and it's and it's and that, that gives me hope because, yeah. like, you know, social media is it's like with Jade, like Jade and I have we've had arguments. I'm like, we've just been on this all day, but we've been sat with each other. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. Doing? I really get annoyed because um, I saw. I can't remember if I've ranted about this anywhere else, but I'll, I'll go into <laughs> it now. Right, it's, right. it's always tough with podcasts and stuff, because yeah, yeah. it's like, I'm not the most social person, so <laughs> either I've ranted about it on a recorded podcast, or m- 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 me and Whiffin have been moaning on the yeah, train yeah. somewhere. Other than that, I don't know which conversations are recorded and which aren't, but I saw a thing a while ago, and it was, it was just a little cl- clickbait thing, and it was saying, like, a, a ways to tell if your partner's cheating on you and one of the main ones was if their, their, their phone's always face down yeah now when I'm with my a, a missus I make a conscious effort to have my phone face down or in my pocket because I want to be paying her attention it's yes. the same with, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I'm with my old man it's yeah. like if I'm going around with dads I only see them once a week or so for an hour or two at, yeah. at a time I'll try and have my phone face down yeah. any situation where it's Different, like I always know if I'm watching sports or something like yeah. that. Oh, it's good to be looking at what Twitter's saying and stuff like that. So I'll be with mates, but all of us are like, oh, have you seen what this person posted? Oh shit! But in general, I'll try and do that now. And it's sad that that kind of thing is then seen as cheating, or, or, or is now put as oh, oh you've got something to add. I, I was talking to my brother about, it and he was saying he had his phone down in in the pub the other day, and they were like, oh, you've, you, you're keeping a secret from us. It's like. No, oh, I'm no. with other humans. Yeah. I want to interact. And I know, again, I'm addicted to this thing that's in my pocket. Oh, I know you, that yeah. if it starts bleeping, I'll be distracted, yeah. whoever I'm with. So I'd rather have it face down or in my, my, in my pocket so that I can, yeah, actually engage yeah, yeah. and share that moment and share I that time. Last night, we, were, we did a gig. And then afterwards, we were sat around. It was Jade, myself, Elf Lions and Ollie Rice and, uh, do the do the gig. And we sit there, and I can feel my phone buzzing in my pocket. Yeah. And I'm like, and I got excited. I'm like, that's going to give me something to look at later yeah. on. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. It's mad, Absolutely it? ridiculous. We just, just, we just, we are just, just slaves to it. And we really are. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I've done, I've had times where I've gone out and I've forgotten my phone. Yeah. And I've left it on the side, and I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah. I'm out, and I'm like, there's a moment I go, shit. I'm like, well, I'm meeting the people I've, I'm meeting. I thought that's already dealt with. I don't need it for anything else. Yeah. I'll, I'll catch up with them later. Oh, was it matter? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a mad one. I, I, I completely agree. I think it's a weird thing that we're addicted to, and we're all old enough to remember how it was before that. Yes. I was listening to the Being Nobody podcast recently, which is um, a, a girl called Alex Simwise, and she was, a, a, she's kind of writing her memoirs and using a podcast to remember everything and log okay. it and then write from that and she was talking about how she'd go and again I'd heard it recently as I was talking to my mate last night about it we'd go and knock for a mate we probably wouldn't ring ahead because we didn't want to speak to their parents (laughs) exactly we'd knock for a mate if they're in we'd go and walk 
up the park and see if anyone was there. That's if it. they weren't, we'd walk onto the shops and see if yeah. anyone's there. And if they weren't, we'd walk onto the wreck. <laughs> and then we'd just do a circle until we bump Run into around. someone. And my mate, I was, I was talking to my mate Stu about it last night, and he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll go over the park. If it's the daylight, we'll have a look around and see if anyone's there. If it's dark, we'd shout oi oi. And if anyone shouted oi oi back, we'd know they're there. And I was like, that's oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. That's so much better. Like, the, the, it's so easy to forget those things. But that's what it'd be. It'd be dark. You just go and literally shout something to see if anyone's there. All right. The, over it. in the corner of the park. That's exactly what we used to do. And it was amazing. Yeah. It's, and it's so mad to think now that you'd walk around for an hour or so to see if anyone's about. <laughs> Imagine that now. If you arrange to meet yeah. and they're five minutes late, you're like, well, I may as well go home. Yeah. Let's, let's cancel this. They're not here. It's yeah. like, but then you would just, yeah, you'd just just stroll about. about. Yeah, and there was always someone around. Yeah. And it, yeah. You'd just so try and, you'd just look for people. You'd yeah. go and find people. Imagine that now. Imagine going anywhere on the off chance that you're just going to have to come home again. That's unimaginable. <laughs> no one would take what that a risk. waste of time. Unless I know my friends are there. I am not going. I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> it's mad to think of, oh, right? Mate. I remember like, you know, the, the telephone boxes. And we, yeah. This, and this is only very recently. This is like year 2000. I didn't even have a mobile phone then. I was yeah. like one of the last people. So I, kept, I didn't see the point of having it. And there was a girl that I really liked. And then I was trying to get hold of her and then trying to find... I was driving around trying to find a phone box with me with me twenty p and yeah. trying to get in guys. She's not in. Oh, fucking in. Or yeah, around that exact exact time, I was seeing a girl and she'd just got her first. She'd got her own flat. She'd fallen out of her parents. It was all a bit rough. She'd been given a council flat. She didn't have a phone in there, and I only had my home phone at my mum's. So yeah. each night. I'd ring the phone box, which was down the road at seven o'clock, <laughs> and she'd j- 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 generally try and be there because, again, skin. She, yeah. she didn't have twenty p to ring me. She might drop call me, and then I'd ring yeah, back. Right. But in general, I'd just be like, "Oh, I'll ring the phone box yeah. at seven o'clock." And if she doesn't answer, it's like, "Oh, I'll try again tomorrow." Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's literally like there's no, there's no, there's no other way of chasing up on no. that unless I drive round there. I think all right, <laughs> and now. If you don't reply, like I get this all the time with what I do, get emailed, and if I haven't replied straight away, right. you get chased. And e- you're like, emails yeah. are the one I'm almost stubborn on them. I'll look at an email and I think I could reply now, but I need them to know that yeah. I don't reply immediately. <laughs> I might not reply immediately. A text, I understand. If I've read a text, I can respond quick, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But emails, I still think you shouldn't be, be chasing up earlier than a couple of days. A couple of days is fine. Yeah. If it's been a couple of days, Hit yeah. me up again. That's it. I might. I'm busy, but I might not have got around to it. But other than that, because when you got letters, you didn't reply with a letter no, straight away. No, exactly. You'd, you'd let it fester. You'd let it, it's you sit on your doorstep over. for ages before you've even opened it. You're like, oh, I know what that is. I can't open that. Yeah, I yeah. Know, I yeah. Can't get around to that. <laughs> but I've. But it's nice that, like you, like you said at the beginning, it's nice that you recognise that there were that a lot of men use a lot of things. Like use certain things to open themselves up, and yeah. and they feel comfortable putting it in that space. Yeah, that a lot of us haven't got that now. Like we don't, we haven't got the football. We haven't got well, like well, you've got the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, something I, what I have with a lot of friends is music. Yeah, it's all yeah. because I collect vinyl. So there's a lot of that now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it's finding you know, the right th- yeah. thing, right? I, it's weird. Uh, the, the first time I. I came around here and and, yeah. and, and chatted with Jade in, in your living room. I was saying that this area is important to me. It means a lot. Like I, I went to school up the of road, course, but yes. to this day, a couple of times a week, 
particularly if I've got reading. Actually, I'm trying to read a lot more at the moment. I, I struggle to read at home. And right. there's a point up the road here that I come and I walk along a bit, listen to podcasts. I'll sit down and read. Yeah. I walk a bit. I'll sit down and read. And it's really good for my mental health because it's getting me out of the house. It's yes. getting me reading. While I'm reading, I'm regularly interrupted by dogs. Yeah, I fucking right. love dogs. <laughs> love so it's, dogs. it's my spot where I'm like, uh, it's yes. where they all walk. So it's like, I, I know where it is. So I'm always going to have some interruptions. And it's weird because I've been doing that for a while and a mate of mine... I hit a mate of mine up and he was like, are you about? And I was like, not really. Again, I'm a bit, I'm not a very social person. No. So my default is always, I'm, I'm, I mean, I am always busy as well. Yeah, so it's yeah, always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm busy. And he was like, he sent a message and he said, he's, he's going through some stuff. And I had to think, and I was like, exactly that. I was like, well, we're not pub blokes anymore. No. Me and him aren't going to want to go and sit and have a pint. And particularly in our areas yes. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know where I'm from and all that kind of thing yes. it's not the yes, nicest yes. of pubs it's a bit rough so I said to him do you want to I'll pick you up and we'll go for a walk Yeah, which seems really odd to no, grown men man. and we went down uh, I parked up at, 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 at Lee Station or no at Chalkwell Station and we walked from Chalkwell pretty much all the way into South End I think Brilliant. and walked back again and we just talked and it yeah. was it was amazing. We really, we were walking along, so we didn't have the pressure of, of looking each other in oh, the yeah. eye and having a deep conversation. <laughs> That's of, always, yeah. Of what's going on, yeah, what's the yeah. trouble. It meant that we could walk along, have a look out at the sea, have Perfect. a look out at the sky, get distracted by dogs yeah, again, yeah. not feel anyone's listening in because we're not at a table in a pub. No. Just walking along. And it was great. And we had a real, like, literally just met up and we walked for about an hour to two hours. Brilliant. And then... I dropped him home. Amazing. But it wouldn't have happened otherwise. And in a no. pub, it would have been awkward. So <laughs> it was that thing that I think a lot of my mates, or even me at a time, I wouldn't have been comfortable suggesting something like that. No. But it's finding the thing that you're comfortable with, rather than saying, oh, no, let's leave it, because you don't want to get yeah, sit in a yeah, pub. You yeah, don't want to yeah. do that. Go, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. Let's make that work. Well, Marcus, Bourbon, Marcus Bourbon and I did that. Yeah. Another comic lives around the corner. And he's got a dog. Yeah. He's t- he just texted me just, just now, actually, just saying, like, you ran later. And we walked the dog. Yeah. And we, exactly where you've just said. Yeah, we yeah, walk yeah. all the way up, walk all the way back, and then we, we talk about everything. We talk about shit I've got going on and then shit he's got going on and moaning about people in the industry and, you know, just... Yeah, and he's yeah, getting yeah, it all yeah. out. He's yeah. getting it all out and then we take the piss out of each other. And But it's a wonderful time. It's really just important, to walk along. And again, it's funny you say that about not looking at each other. Because there's Michael Smiley, you know, the Irish Yeah, actor, yeah, I comedian. love Smiley. Oh, mate, he's, one of, he's my absolute hero. I, I love, love him. him. And I remember having some trouble with my youngest son. And I said, I don't know how to talk to him. I said, every time I, every time I see my youngest son, we just clash. And yeah. like, we just want to throttle each other. He said, why don't you take him out? Why don't you take him out and go fishing? Or go, just go, go to a pond and throw stones in it. Yeah. Anyway, and he said that is because you're just doing something else that yeah. will take your yeah, mind yeah, off yeah. it. And it's it not works. the pressure of being eye to eye, face to face. We've got a big discussion to yeah, have. Exactly, and it worked. Yeah, it absolutely worked. We went out. He lives in Gravesend in Kent, so I picked him up, and it was frosty as it was in you know it was back then. You're in the car. He's giving me two two words every fucking five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. So then we got some we got some sausage and chips, and we just sat we just sat by the river. Reading chips, we throwing them at the seagulls, and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and it worked. It's perfect. And I think that's right? what if men can recognise that you don't have to go to the pub, you don't have to go and do a manly sort of thing. Quite there's so many things that are set down. That's where it yeah. happens. A pub is either where you're being lads or you're having a serious chat or whatever else. It's like 
so much of society is moving away from pubs and that now and I think that's a good thing I, like, yeah. I hardly a, a drink at all these days yeah. I'm not against no. a, a drinking but again I like that there's it no longer has to be the default again yeah, yeah. growing up in these areas it's the default yeah that's and, all and it you're not is. drinking because you like a drink you're drinking because that's what you do it's the weekend yeah. why wouldn't you be drinking so I like that those things are changing but yeah it also it potentially removes uh, um, uh, a, an, an arena of conversation and it's kind of it's nice to kind of go well oh, what are the other ones where can we go as said yeah. go and sit by a lake I, I'm a big fan of being near water for, water for, for me th- the same for thinking yeah. or reading or whatever else uh, uh, me and my old sound man uh, uh, James on all of our tours you tour all Europe and America and all this and you never get to go and see anything yes. so we made a point after a while of going well we've toured loads like, done a few years of touring and all we see is hotel rooms so every city we'd get to me and James would find at least an hour to go and find some water nice and it'd either be a river the beach yeah. a, a lake it's, a reservoir yeah. anything just find the water and it'll be nice and and we'd do that in every city all, all around Europe and it was it made the tour because it meant yeah, you've got man. to have you're walking around and again you are having those moments of chatting that aren't in the back of a tour van yeah. where everyone's taking the piss and yes, having it. banter and whatever else it's like <laughs> we'll just go for a stroll and have a chat and it really yeah we it did keeps it. you sane in those oh, situations God, yeah. I, I heartily recommend going and sitting by any body of water it, I mean this is why I live in here right on you just it's I get perfect, up in the morning man. and you're like this is incredible yeah you know I, I did it I did a double act with a guy called Eddie a f- couple of years ago and we'd taken it to Australia. We did Melbourne. It wasn't quite, and it wasn't quite connecting. We hadn't had a lot of chance to get together before, yeah. so we weren't really. We didn't know what we were doing, and we were. It wasn't really working, and we were getting really annoyed and frustrated. And then we went from there to New Zealand, and I remember we got to Auckland. I'd never been there before. And we were wandering down to the, we walked down to the to the to the water's edge, and we were just sat there, and we're like, right, we've really got to make this work, man. And we just sat on this bench. And it just came flooding out. We're like, yeah. why don't we do this? Oh, fuck yeah, why don't we do that? And we absolutely smashed it in New Zealand. And Amazing. It was all because we sat yeah. by the water. Yeah. Sit by some water, man. It's such a weird one. It makes, <laughs> it genuinely, I think it makes a, a, such a difference. There's yeah. something so calming about it. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. And when you think of it, like I've said this before, when you really look out, like all these arguments about borders and people from afar and all yeah. this, if you drained all the water out, it's all the same bit of land. That yeah. is literally just just the thing that's in between yeah. us and but there's just something romantic about it and yeah. and calming and, and I fucking love it no I couldn't yeah. agree more it's so nice and it's so I think we're lucky it's one of the good things about being this weird little island that we are <laughs> is that you're never too far from 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 some water exactly kind man. Of, there's, you're always going to be able to find something and that's a yeah it's a not too far thing. away no yeah what about growing up because you because you started poetry yeah spoken word yeah now I didn't know a lot about now growing up if you said the word poet or mm. poem yeah straight away I'd shut down and go ah oh, no that's bollocks I mean same yeah 100% growing same growing up in your area yeah it was, I mean we did we did a, a festival at Chalkwell Park um and me and Dan Lassac and we were one of the headliners and we had another f- festival booked that day so we did two festivals in one day but the reason we accepted it was uh, I was like I need to get on a stage yeah. within shouting distance of my old school because right. at that school my English teacher uh, warned my, my mate Martin from hanging out with me and Mark she said he could do better <laughs> like, like in general it wasn't and I wanted to get out there and go 
I've had books published and yeah, stuff. Yeah, now. yeah. I've, I've, I've done. I'm a poet, supposedly. <laughs> That's it. It's like there you go, Mrs. Taylor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was a weird one. I got into poetry as as a necessity. I was I was into rap and living in these areas. There's not an abundance of Dr. No. Dre's or, or, or anyone to make make beats for you. And it was people like, I guess, say Francis saw Williams, Karras one and then Gil Scott Heron and stuff like that that made me kind of aware of spoken word. And that excited me because I was like, oh, that's something I can do off my own back. I don't need to rely on anyone else. Um, And that kicked it all off. I then got into loads of great poets, but it's it's always an awkward one. I always have people online think I'm far more well-read, better educated than I am and, (laughs) and, and shit like that. It's like... It's like, no, no, that one thing you've heard of me, I spent ages on that. that. I'm not generally that clever and that articulate. It's like, I just spent a lot of time crafting it. Like um, a lot of the lyrics on Angles, Yeah, when I first heard it, it made me go, oh, fuck, yeah, of course. Like, um, 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 oh, what is it, the one, um, Thou Shalt Not. Uh, that made me realise, like, oh, yeah. fuck, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, stake a Claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Stake a Claim was a song that made uh, when you were going we you know the yeah, government yeah 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 uh, you know accountable to us yeah the people not yeah, the other. Yeah, and I yeah. was like holy shit of was, course they are it was a mad one that because that was originally I originally wrote that for a, a French dance act like we'd done some gigs in France and this big dance act I can't even remember their name had been like oh I would like you to, to do some lyrics on a track. Yeah, wasn't they with them Digitalis? Wasn't they? No, no, I can't, I can't remember the name of it. But it, I sent them that and it yeah. was far too wordy and intense and I've had that a few times years ago a, a, a Liam Howlett from The Prodigy hit me up to write some stuff for them yeah. and at that point again I was green I was ignorant right, I didn't know right, how to right. so I just wrote Scroobius Pip lyrics Yeah, and it's like this is great but we can't put that on The Prodigy song <laughs> you know we generally have like eight or nine lyrics a song yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've just written this hugely d- 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 dense thing but I wrote that for, for this French band because France had blown me away as a people in standing up yeah. for, against the government. Like, I was, it was around that time France or, or Paris specifically had tried to bring in clamping. Yeah, right. And the French as a people just decided, no, we're not, well, oh, we're not yeah. having that. As say, just put glue in all the locks. <laughs> so every clamp had to be destroyed. Yeah. And they were like, all right. Let's not bother with clamping then. <laughs> so rather than tax people this stupid for parking, all this kind of thing, yeah. and claim their cars, it's like, no, we're not having that. No, it And is I love amazing. that they had, and, and when they do a strike, like our protests in England, and it's a tough one at the moment because there's a lot of stuff to protest and I never want to speak out against it because it's activism, yeah. but a million people all marching where they've been told it's okay to march by the people they're yeah. protesting yeah. against <laughs> blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, it's you like, have to put in a form. Is it, yeah, it's right <laughs> if we march here. Yeah, that won't cause any problems. Perfect. So, so why are we doing this again? Yeah, it's so British. Whereas in France, when they had like the truckers, they just b- b- blocked all the routes yeah. and no cars could move for days because yeah. they were protesting their import-export tax and stuff like that. And they genuinely seemed to go... No, if we're not happy with something, then we will bring this country to a standstill. Do, Whereas yeah. England seems to go, if we're not happy, we will make sure it's okay to protest here, <laughs> and then we will really post some hilarious <laughs> placards on social media, and that'll, that'll really teach that show them. teach them. It's mad, but again, it's a weird one because I don't like to talk out against it because, no. as, as I said, anything that's that's making a stand is better than just doing a tweet about it or whatever else right. but yeah it's a tough one because <laughs> yeah that was was it was weird because 
France-inspired Dacre claim, and then it started to get used in protests in the UK. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen videos of protests where people are playing Dacre claim and everyone's yeah, trying yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. That blows my mind it's to be banger. part of that kind of that that movement is. Yeah, yeah. But that's why exciting. when you're when you're talking when you say about you know your lyric and you know people assume that you're more well read yeah, yeah, than yeah, you yeah, are yeah. It's because of that. It's yeah, because you yeah. Na- with that lyric, you absolutely nailed it, and yeah. it made me as as a as a consumer of, of music realize I was like, of course, yeah, yeah. There's me going along with that. You know, oh, well, the government, they must they must be right. Yeah, you go, no, 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 you voted for them. They work for us. Yeah, yeah. They're our employees, essentially. Yeah, they represent know. us. It's not the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, mad. It was, that was, that was, that was, it was lyrics like that. And Wicked. Yeah, it really spoke to me. Because, like, again, you just, you're not, you're not, you have these thoughts, but you're not sure if they're right, so you're yeah. scared to voice them. Yeah. And it's only when someone like you that has, a, that has got, is on that sort of platform. Yeah. That makes you realise that you're not alone. You're not, it, you know. I mean, it comes back round to the open discussion of mental health stuff in general as well. The thing I've found on my podcast, like I often get asked if I'll, I'll do a, a mental health special. Yeah. And the reason I haven't is because it comes up so re- regularly anyway. Because yeah. it's not special. It's part no. of everyone's life. It's so regular. Yeah, everyone's talking And now. if you look at the stats on, 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 on mental health, People will be all nervous to talk about it because they don't want to be a burden on their mates. They yeah. don't want to be, oh, I don't want to be adding pressure on you or, or being a downer. The stats kind of say there's so many people struggling that odds on, if you speak to a mate about it, they're going to be relieved because they're going through yeah. something similar or have gone through something similar. Imagine in that moment where you're struggling, imagine if one of your mates, how much of a relief it would be, rather than a burden, how much yeah. of a relief it would be if one of your mates said, I'm struggling a bit at the moment so you could then go oh fuck I've, yeah. I've been struggling and I couldn't, couldn't say anything say so I think that's really important and really interesting is realising that again the fact that you heard uh, one of my songs I thought oh someone else thinks like that it's yeah like, yeah there's loads of us all <laughs> think about these things it's just someone taking that leap to say it yeah rather yeah, than mate. it be a burden it can be a benefit it can help your mates yeah. it can help everyone else have that chance to go it's oh amazing. you know what I'm struggling too this yeah, is man. this I've, is rough moving to Essex as well I've found has been has been incredible and yeah. I know because Essex gets a bad rap and I've yeah. said this before I know you know it gets this it was always synonymous with the with the Essex oi oi and the, yeah. you know jazz funks you had the Cortinas and you had the Capris yeah. and the white yeah. socks and all that yeah. all the lads 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 yeah. but since we've moved here and moving of and meeting interesting people like meeting Stu Whiffin yeah yeah and then that has opened the doors to meeting all these other incredible people yeah it's the best thing I ever did just coming out of London which now I see it as quite insular yeah yeah coming out and go fuck the world isn't about London London's fucked to be honest yeah in my, in my you know there's still some good stuff going on but at the moment it's a building site and it's all fucked yeah. but coming out you go oh no there's interesting people here yeah and, yeah. It's, and, it, and, it, and I see Essex in a completely different light now yeah and meeting someone like seventy six, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, 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 I haven't, I haven't even met him yet. Yeah. But we've spoken online. He's been to see Jade's shows. Yeah. With his missus, and even he, and now he, I got a message from him the other day going, "Hey, doing? Are you alright? Just seeing if you're alright." Yeah. I'm like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, I'm cool, man. How are you? And we had this chat. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Been that kind of, yeah. And, and again, it's a mad one because I kind of had similar the first time I started touring that, that you kind of realise how big the UK is yeah. and how varied it is and how beautiful it is and yeah, how it's man. not just all about that bit again gr- 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 growing up in Essex you're almost more blind to the wonders of Essex because <laughs> the focus is you're near enough to, to London of course so you need to, to get in there oh, what's going on in yes. London yes what's going on over there like you're not looking around and going Oh, it's all right here. You're nah. going, what's that over there? Yeah, yeah, Why? yeah. This golden jewels. Yeah, what they're building. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> and, that, and that was mad touring because you get to go about and go, again, you think of gr- gr- the Grim North and then you go mm. up there and there's ro- rolling hills and, it's beautiful, and, yeah. and huge lakes and what, some of the most beautiful stuff you'd see <laughs> anywhere in the world. You're like, all right, I'd always thought of Manchester. Like Manchester is the best example for me because... You've got this amazing city, right. but then literally tw- twenty minutes drive, and you're in valleys. Yeah, it's like that's. I heavenly. love Manchester. Yeah, it's yeah. mad. Yeah, from the south, you're like, oh, Manchester, Liverpool, all that. It's all <laughs> grey and negative. Yeah. It's like, yeah. nah. Well, I was a bit different with Manchester. It was a bit different because when I came of age, Manchester was the centre of the universe yeah, with yeah, all the music yeah. and everything. Of so <clears throat> we'd have we talk about like these these. Um, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd fantasise about getting enough money together getting in the car go to the Hacienda yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. glad I didn't now I hear about <laughs> we used yeah. to go down yeah but we used to so Manchester became this incredible like palace I was yeah. like like Superman's house you yeah, know I was like yeah, I want to go and see it yeah. and now doing comedy I've been there and I love it it's, a, it's a, one of my favourite cities and that's one of the things well, doing what I'm doing like you did you going on tour yeah. and you toured around in a didn't you tour around in a Toyota or something? I did. When you first... And my first tours were all... I bought a, uh, a 19... I think it was a 1987 Toyota Space Cruiser. Yeah. And just lived in it for a bit. And just toured about... Just going from, from place to place. Uh, with Chris from Hardcore yeah, Listing yeah, yeah, as right. well. Oh, of course, point. yeah, because your mate's from... Yeah, yeah from way back. Yeah. So, so uh, me and him just got in his van. He just started Redshift, which is him and Stu's company yeah, now. But right. it was just his at the time. And he was like, I want to tour about and try and find shops to sell my caps in and yeah. just have a look at what's going on and I was like I'm doing mu- a, a music so we yeah we shared the the double bed of my Toyota Space Cruiser wow. back seats 
and we just toured about and knocked about just going and looking everywhere and it was again there's some looking back there's some clear mental health stuff going on there because the fact is I performed in pretty much every major city in the UK before I ever performed locally yeah right or or in in London and it was because I could go up there and be Scroobius Pip yeah I didn't have to worry Uh, of course I've never got the whole local band thing because the most cringy particularly starting off the most horrible thing I could imagine was my mates all standing there and watching oh, me do my right. thing. It's like, <laughs> Just oh judging, God, I've been yeah. so embarrassed and so <laughs> stupid. Because again, yeah, I'm not... I suppose what you're doing as well is quite personal. Your lyrics yeah. are quite personal. Yeah. So to stand in front of people that know you, yeah. feel quite exposed. And it's weird, anytime you hear, particularly with sp- spoken word and rap, and at that point there wasn't a lot of spoken word and rap in, in my accent. No. So the fact that I'm just speaking in the voice I speak in, that's going to be weird to my mates because it's like, (laughs) what's going on? Why is this over a beat? And why does he he rhyme all of a sudden? Um, Whereas if you've never heard it before, it's this you you're hearing it like that for the first time. That makes sense. And there was a massive fake it until you make it thing. My theory, thought out theory, was I'd learned all my stuff, so I knew I was tight live. I always wore a suit and a trucker cap and had a big beard. Uh, and so yeah, I know I had a yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd spent the last of my money on, on making my album and printing a, a proper-looking CD that had a barcode on the back that you scanned it, it didn't do a thing, but it was just... Yeah, it, right. it, it all looked legit. <laughs> and that meant that if I'm up north, they're going to assume I must be massive down south. Bollocks, I must yeah. be a big, big deal. But I hadn't gigged anywhere. So, But by the time I came back south, I'd built up a following on MySpace and stuff like yeah. that because of all the stuff I've been doing in these other places who assumed I was established wow and it was like no no and then all of a sudden it became its own reality the, yeah. the kind of the fake it till you make it was literally the thing I was suddenly like alright I have got a following now and I am reasonably successful <laughs> at this it? stage and stuff like that so yeah and did you did you I mean were you have you always been confident no like- no not at all I'm the kid in school with a stutter that's yeah. literally the first victim right. like they're called in the register and you can't <laughs> yeah, speak yeah, yeah. you're starting at school everyone quite rightfully is looking for someone to bully and that sounds yeah. horrible but you don't want to be the one being bullied so you, so you need someone else to be a victim and if the first thing they do is call a register and the first thing I can't do so is speak yeah. <laughs> then oh, easily God. I'm that guy but, but that again or it was the thing for me that really helped a problem I've always had, I get told I'm, I'm brave and all sorts of things for the, the, doing all these different things with a stutter. I just get overexcited and forget I've got a stutter. <laughs> so I'll commit to shit and then go, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, and shit. The, the key to, to the performing thing, and again, I have to credit Chris from Hardcore Listing for this. Oh, oh, we'd plan the tour. We're going to knock about. And, 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 and actually, as we were setting off, there was a DJ Shadow album launch in London right. so I did a, a, a street gig in London before we went north and I was like we'll go there I've got my amp I've got my mic I'll do a little performance because there'll be a crowd Yeah. and we get there and s- suddenly I realise what I've got to do yeah, so I'm yeah. like oh fuck I've got to <laughs> actually do this I've been planning I've been so caught up in the writing of it yeah. and getting tight not thought at all about the actual thing that I was about to have to do and it's because a, Chris was there, kind of going, go on in. Yeah. You know, we're here now. We've got booked, to do it. We've quit our jobs. We're going on the road. So, <laughs> go on this in. Is it. it starts here. Yeah. If, if you don't do this, <laughs> then what are we going to do? Yeah. 
you know, we've got the next month Holy or two. Shit. So it literally, I, I think potentially if I was on my own, it might not have happened because I could have just walked away. Of course. I could have just gone, I'll try another one later. And again, I'm sure I would have found one that I felt comfortable and it would have worked, yeah. but it was great that that first one, I didn't, I didn't have the option to walk away. No. It's the, uh, I always, I used to quote at the time, it's the reason I quit my job and everything. It was a quote, I'm sure I heard it off Seinfeld or someone, but it just said, if you've got something to fall back on, then you're going to fall back. True. And at the time, I liked that. It's like, I'd quit everything. I was like, it had to be a success. Yeah. I, I had no choice. I was living in my mum's house. Right. I'd quit my job. I had nothing else. <laughs> so I, it, 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 it had to work. I didn't have an yeah, option. It wasn't, man. oh, we'll give it a try. And then yeah. forget it. It's like, no, it needs to work. There's not... Well, that's like what I do. I'm literally, yeah. I'm 47. There is no going back now. Yeah. I have to, I have to make this work. It's got to work. Yeah. But what, this and is with, with your with your stutter as well. Yeah, doesn't come out when you when you're doing no. the lyrics. And that's that? what's quite nice. It's been really weird. I was, I was thinking about this literally as I was driving yesterday. It's been weird that my stutter has started to become part of my identity in the last few years because it was because so, of the podcast, uh, yeah. and because of a few charity things I've done with the British Stammering Association, who are amazing. But it's a weird one because I don't like. The example I was thinking, and again, this was all going on in my head, <laughs> is I remember one year on Big Big Brother, yeah. and there was a lad, and he was like, his identity was he's the gay lad, right? And I've never liked that. Not gays, no, no, I love no, gays, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but, but the, your identity is one that's thing, who, yeah. That's what defines you. And it's like I know so many amazing gay men and women, and yeah. all sort of, but that's not what they're defined by. They're that's just part of them. That's, that's another yes. part. Of them. You're never on there as the straight lad. No. So why no, would you yeah, be on there exactly. as the gay lads? It's, it's, yeah. it, 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 it never made sense to me. And I was, I was thinking this is like I don't want to be the stutter lad. And it's only in recent <laughs> years I've had a few people, and it's always positive doing a tweet saying like, "Yeah," and he's he's done all this even though he's got a stutter and stuff like that. And I was like, "Fuck off! I don't give a <laughs> shit." Let's. That's yeah, yeah. irrelevant. I, I don't like again. It's weird because I never like to shy away from it. I think it's important to talk openly about mental health about. St- speech impediments all that kind of thing but it's been the first time in this last year or so that I started yeah. to go oh I don't want that to be the thing that's no. that's, the, 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 that, the, that's the defining point and that's what's cool that I had 10 years of a music career with yeah. people not knowing I've got well, stuff I never hit it no. but just people didn't know because no. it comes and goes and in the, in the s- s- songs it's never there it's a similar thing whereas you were saying about of, of throwing stones in the, the sea or whatever yeah. is, you've got something distracting you I think that's if you've got a beat or whatever yeah. you're, fl- you're flowing through it's when you've not got that that I think the stutter can creep in yeah, more yeah. and stuff like that so it's a weird one I guess it was starting the podcast and doing the XFM a radio show that people started to go oh yeah. I've been listening to you for 10 years I didn't, didn't know, know you had well that's it I had, no, I had no yeah. clue I had no clue until meeting Stu and meeting Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. meeting all you guys, and yeah. then, and then getting more in listening to you doing stuff that wasn't musical, yeah. and going, "Holy shit! Oh yeah. wow! Okay, so it's a new thing." And it's yeah. like because Scrooby's Pit was this character, this you know, he's yeah. like this massive lyrics guy, and he's got a start. And you go, "Wow, man!" I remember years ago when I was a kid, I saw the, um, a program about Jan and Dean, and Jan and Dean, if you ever know about that, they were like, so. they were sort of like the Beach Boys era, early right. 60s, they were, they were that same sort of surf, yeah, pop yeah. stuff, very similar to the Beach Boys, and Jan Berry was in a car crash, and it really damaged him, so yeah, he, was, yeah. he, so he had a, it was brain damage, and so his speech was very yeah. fucked, but then when he'd sing, you'd sing like a bird and yeah. didn't even and so like you say it's that having something to focus on it's amazing I love yeah. again the reason I'm always open 
talking about it. I said it's only been the last y- 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 year or so that it's started to annoy me a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't want that to be the, well, the main it's thing. funny when you were coming over. I'm like, because I make notes in my book, and I'm like, I was in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to bring it up. You bring <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. But again, I do find it all fascinating. Like I did a video about it online because I had, um, I had uh, t- a Jess Tom on my podcast. Tourette's hero, who's a, 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 a stand-up and an actress who's got Tourette's. Wow. And it was a really important podcast for me because I was like, that's been listened to by 50 or 60,000 people and it's a conversation Incredible, between someone man. with a stutter and someone with Tourette's. It's like, <laughs> and it's over an hour. It's like, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, it's just pr- 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 probably, it would have been half hour if we didn't have <laughs> fucked up heads. But um, it's kind of, it's, it's one of them, it's, it felt r- really important, but it made me feel a bit bad because she knew so much about it. She knew about the neurological sides of things. Yeah. And I don't know that much about stutters and I don't think anyone does, but I find it fascinating. Um, and the thing I did a, a YouTube video about because again I just think it's it bl- it, bl- it blows my mind even though it's my mind it blows yeah. my mind um, <laughs> the example I always use is there's a comedian called D- Dylan Moran yes always stutter on his name I can't say <laughs> D- Dylan Moran without stuttering and then I got taught a technique by a bassist in a band who had a stutter of tapping out s- syllables on your leg and if I do that I can say Dylan Moran. Oh, yeah. Dylan Moran. If I don't do that, it's. Yeah. I, I, like, I get stuck with it. I, I can't help it. And that's mind blowing. Again, it's it's, yeah. it's it's clear that that is. That's a distraction, right? Yeah. It's finding yeah. you're doing something rhythmical or doing something else that is is, is, is getting you past that bit that for some yeah, reason that, in your that, brain it staggers you. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy called Noel Faulkner. Right. He's a comedy. He used to run the comedy cafe, or own the comedy cafe, yeah. sorry, in in East London. And he was one of the first people I ever met in comedy. He gave my first gigs. I mean, I owe him. I owe him so much. Yeah. But he had Tourette's. But he had the, the twitching one. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. would. So you'd be talking to him. I'd never met anyone like that before yeah. in my life. Because any any sort of about uh, Tourette's, anything I knew about Tourette's was from John's Not Mad yep. the documentary. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then so I met Noel, and I was doing all this, and I was like, holy shit. And then he did a show, he did a show called Shake, Rattle and Noel, talking about his life, Brilliant. how he used to be a drug dealer, like, oh, he'd wow. like properly like bringing it in and out of the yeah. countries, because no yeah. one in a million years would think yeah. he'd be the one. He wore Cuban heels as well, so he'd Amazing. be sitting just so it's proper properly owning it. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, yeah shit, right? exactly. It's for usual yeah. suspects. He's, he's that yeah, he's the he's guy. Yeah. <laughs> Never in a no million years. Expect. Yeah, exactly. It coming. I love it. And he and I remember talking to him one day about it, and he just said that he just had this moment because he was always, he's quite a character now, and he was all he's all, he's always on, and he's always sharp, yeah. and he's always but he's very honest. He hasn't because because of his condition, he hasn't got any time for fucking about. Yeah. And he just said one day, he goes, the only thing people don't realise, he goes, it's exhausting. Because I'm constantly on the move, and it just, just you know, I can't yeah. handle it sometimes. It's one know? of the things I realised in recent years, and it's it's complete bro science or bro psychology yeah. that I've kind of figured out. But I think it's one of the reasons I do enjoy time on my own. Yeah. Because no matter how second nature it's become. But whenever I'm talking, I'm reining in my stutter. Yeah, I'm controlling right, yeah. it in some way. And no matter how comfortable I am stuttering still, there's something going on that's holding it in as best I can and making these right. adaptions and all that kind of thing. 
And when I'm on my own, I don't have to be doing that. No. And I think that's one of the reasons I, I enjoy my time on my wow. own and relaxing because it's I get to just switch, switch off. I'm off. not speaking. I'm not having. I had a, a, a new entertainment system put in my house. I recently the guy who installed it was like, oh, it's got Alexa on it, and you can do it all via speech. Yeah. I turned it off within half an hour because it's like <laughs> I don't want to be talking when I'm on my own. This is <laughs> so I want to relax. I'm fucking arguing with Alexa because she can't understand my stutter. And I'm like, no, I'll just I'll just use the remote, mate. It's all good. I don't need to be talking when no one's here. This is my time off from that shit. See, these are things you don't think about. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about that at all. How did that? Did that in, when you did the? Th- was Taboo the first acting job you ever did? No, I did. Um, I did. I had a mad first two and a half years of acting. Yeah, because I did King Arthur, the, the guy Richard. Right, Field. right, right. I was cut out of it, but oh, no. but I loved it. I had a good two months of regularly being on set and being around some of the best actors. Yeah, imaginable. So that was an amazing lesson. And then off the back of that. I got a, sh- a show called The Bastard Executioner, which was on FX in America. Okay. And that came about because a, a Charlie Hunnam, who was in King Arthur, yeah. I'd impressed him on set, and he was out for dinner with uh, with Kurt Sutter, who wrote Sons of Anarchy and right, The Shield right, and all right. that. And he played him some of my music, and was like, oh, this, this guy's yeah. all right. And Kurt DM'd me going, oh, would you like to do some music on my new TV show and I said no I want to yeah. be in it really? I'm, I'm acting now I ain't <laughs> doing that music thing yeah. and he loved it and we met up and I had to audition and everything still but I got in that and then off the back of that I got in Taboo wow and it was kind of yeah it was that weird in the first two and a half years I had th- three films and two TV shows and then in the last 18 months I've had about 50 auditions and, and not, yeah. not nailed anything right. and I feel I've learnt as much in these 18 months yeah. as I did yeah. in the first <laughs> two years on yeah, set man. and it's it's wicked I love yeah. that shit I think it's 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 the whole acting thing yeah I find it, it fascinating it's the first time I've been excited about the future yeah, right. in a long time I've always been a I don't like thinking about the future because it Seems exhausting. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm 37, I'm knackered already. I can't imagine another 37 years. It's like, oh, fuck oh, off. Dude, I've just spent time with my nan. My nan's been in hospital. Right. She's 90. Yeah. And just listen. And I remember, you know, she was always active. She had a car. She was always here and everywhere. Yeah. And just seeing this crumpled little old lady. Right. And you're just going, oh, shit. That, that's inevitable. It's going to yeah. happen. And so I can't, I don't think about the future. Yeah. Because it'll drive me mad. And but that's so, what's been good now with acting. Yeah. Because with rap, I'm realistic. I think there's a point of diminishing returns. Mm. Unless you're Jay-Z or yeah. one of the huge names, do you really want to go and see a 45-year-old rapper? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. They're like, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be diminishing. And particularly as live, I really like, I always enjoyed that I'm fucking, I come out. I come off stage drenched in sweat. I yes. put on a proper show. proper show. I go into it. So I'd always kind of, there was always that thing hanging over you, thinking, oh, when's the peak? Yeah. And me and Daniel Asak had our third album, and it was our most commercially successful, our most critically acclaimed. And I kind of decided I wanted to call it a day then. And we did our last ever gig at Bestival, and there was like over 10,000 people, all knew it was our last gig, so yeah. all singing every word. And I was like, I want to go out on top that's a fucking amazing way no one or you generally don't get to choose things it might be I'm a bit of a control freak but it's nice to go (laughs) it ends there it ends at a peak it ends at a high point but it's so good to have that control because most people would milk it you go oh that was brilliant there's money in there as well yeah Yeah, there's money in admiration it's like nah 
it's 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 good to be able to walk away from that. And acting is the reason. Like the podcasting is great. I love doing the podcast. It's it's a life changer for me. But we've had some phenomenal guests. Yeah, it's wow. it's been mad. But it's the acting that I sit there thinking, uh, uh, this is where I am artistically or talent wise yeah. in three years. Imagine where I'm going to be in six years yeah, or in ten no, years. Again, I've been lucky that in the first three years I've got to do Taboo and stuff like yeah, that and work yeah. with Stephen Graham and Tom Hardy and these yeah, amazing yeah, people man. who have taken me under their wing and things like that. It's like, it's mind-blowing bl- people to get to learn from. But again, imagine three more years and then yeah. imagine three more years after that. <laughs> that suddenly gets exciting because yeah, I, I, I've, I've quoted it a few times but I saw a documentary called, called Old Man Cr- Crazy to Paint and I think it's on on iPlayer at the moment. I recommend it to right. absolutely anyone. It's about um, a Japanese artist called 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 Hokusai, and he's the guy who did the big wave, the big oh, famous yeah, wave. Oh yeah, And on that, um, there's a couple of things. Um, Hockney's on there, and he says, he says that painting is an old man's game because, in th- theory, you should always be improving. Right. It's, yeah, it's a oh, skill yeah, yeah, you can yeah, always yeah, get yeah. get better on. There's not. A fit that, uh, other than actual, you know, arthritis or any of these other things, there's not yeah. a point of diminishing returns, and acting feels the same as that. But it's the kind of story of Hokusai is just amazing. He was hugely successful, and at like uh, at about sixty, I think it was, he was like one of the biggest artists in the world, and he decided he was sh- sh- shit. He didn't write any of his work, and he was like, "I've got a lot. I need to improve." And he was like, "By seventy, um." I'm going to be, or less, I can't remember exact dates, but, but by 65, I'm going to be good. By 70, I'm going to be great. By 75, I'm going to be a master. And by 80, every brush stroke will be a work of art. And then he died at 75. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And it's just, just beautiful to be at that point yeah. and already have that success and go, I need to get Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to improve myself. All this is shit. Everyone's telling me it's great, <laughs> but they're just, they're just, they don't know. No. They know how much better this you can be. Know and to be it, yeah. striving for that still. And the beauty of never reaching it, I find that genuinely yeah. beautiful. It could be sad. I think it's beautiful. That meant he went out still reaching, yeah. still climbing, not Mate. not out just chilling, going, yeah. I've done it, it's cool. <laughs> and that's what excites me about acting. It feels like I'm so far off what I think I could be there. Yeah. And the the journey just seems fucking exciting. Well, mate, it was so good seeing you pop up in Taboo. Mate, it's I think so I even I think I even tweeted you. I just, <laughs> on something I was like, mate, yeah. is there anything else? Because it, yeah. it was I don't watch a lot of television. I watch bits and bobs. Yeah, and then um, and then it, it just because because I love Tom Hardy, so of course yeah. we were like, well, this looks interesting. And we, Jade and I, got really into it, and we were like, well, "Let's, right, let's get in." And then I remember sitting there going, "That's fucking Scroobius Pip." <laughs> She's like, "What? Well, that's fucking Scroobius Pip." I'm fucking telling you now. Yeah. And then I was showing her, and then that, mate. So see you popping up in that. The amount I had to to, 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 to bite my tongue on it as well, because again, the first thing you assume it's going to be just a little cameo. Yeah. And I know the character grows. There's more and more. I know I'm in the next series. It's yeah, like it's yeah, a proper yeah. thing. I'm taking this seriously. But whenever you're new to an industry and you've got a profile anywhere else, yeah. people are going to assume it's a little cameo. And I was always like, <laughs> people would be tweeting lovely stuff at any time. It's like I love your cameo. It'd be a little bit like, it's not a fucking cameo. Yeah. Mate. It's a, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not. It's not a cameo. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a returning character. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it builds. I kill that person. And this it. happens. It's like, it. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but yeah, I, love I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see it as a cameo. I just because yeah. I, I haven't heard about you and yeah. you know put anything out. I did. I, saw, I remember seeing you. I think you must have been doing. I think I've heard you on another podcast. I think you were doing a spoken word thing yeah. in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember walking past you. And I'm like, fucking stupid spit. And we sort of like looked at each other yeah, and like yeah. carried on because it's like interesting dude. And then we carried on. So yeah, I've always been aware of you. Always been aware, but I didn't yeah. know what you were doing. And yeah. seeing you in taboo is like, ah, here we go. It's one of the great things about, or one of the weird. It can be a damaging thing about social media. Is I remember talking to Kate Nash about this because she kind of had a bit of a, a rough t- t- time because just oh, as yeah. she was smashing it in. She was about to be in Glow. She's doing all this yeah. amazing stuff. There was some shit article that was, remember these 90s or oh, naughty shit. stars. And yeah. she was in there. Oh, and it's like, but it makes you realise that an example I always give is someone like Ed Sheeran, who again, I, he's, he came to my gigs back in the day. He's a lovely yeah. little, a lad, but he's huge. So say he's got 50 million followers on face on yeah. Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is it's loads but that means there's like three four five six billion people who aren't his followers <laughs> so no matter how big yeah. you are there's always these people who aren't going to be aware so you kind of it's a good one to have as an example because again because of their shout going where it went yeah a lot of people only know that so I'll, right, I'll right. do something for a TV show or something like that and there'll be people like Fucking hell, is he he's still about? <laughs> he's still doing stuff. I remember that. It's like, mate, that wasn't even the most successful <laughs> period. <laughs> no. right? But but again, it's it's being able to step away from that and remember that, yeah, you're the lead in your life. Just you're right. not the lead in anyone else's life. Everyone right. else is the lead in their lives. And that's what, quite rightfully, the, they've got to focus on. That They shouldn't be aware of what I'm doing. Uh. Well, they've certainly not got a responsibility to yeah. be aware of, of, of what I'm doing. They could be... F- following me on Facebook because of algorithms they haven't seen a post of mine in five years so they're not going to know I've got a podcast and you know no. all these these different things and and that's that's fine you can't get protective or defensive no. over that it's again it's easier said than done but of course yeah well Jade gives that because Jade's you know Jade's profile is going up and up yeah and, and it's, it's so it's interesting to see someone Moving up the ladder, where because you always see people up the ladder. Yeah, I've never seen it from behind yeah, the scenes yeah, before. The it's fucking interesting, man. And then, and then now and again, there'll be a list. Some they'll put a list out: top, top ten, top twenty female comics, or there'll be something. And then Jay's not on it. And then for a moment, she's like, oh, "For fuck's sake, what's the I'm point?" Working really hard. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, yeah. That's it. You are. Don't worry about it. You're working really hard and. You're still getting, you'll get the work. People want to work with you, and that's it's, focus on that. It's one of the things I like about the acting world is because there's not an immediate payoff, it makes you stop relying on that immediate recognition. Of course, yeah. so the fact is, Jade has done good omens. Yes. I reckon that's going to be one of the biggest shows in recent yeah, years. Yeah, huge. But she did it ages ago. I know. So it's now, <laughs> you're slightly detached from it. Yeah. So when it comes out, it's a different thing. Whereas with, like I had it with live, if I release a song, you've got to answer recognition. Or if you do a gig, you've got yeah. to answer recognition. If you, you don't get that recognition, it hurts. Yes. But with acting, because it takes, your bit is done and then everyone else has to work for months yeah. and months to do the rest of it, you become that bit more detached from it. And I think that's a positive thing for, again, 
for mental health as an artist because you're not chasing that instant no. pat on the back for it because you can't you can't have it because it's not there you can't have it yeah. it's not there no one knows about it often you can't talk about it that's what I love as well oh, yeah. you can't even be posting going I'm on set with Tom Hardy how mental is this by the time people know about it you're like oh yeah, yeah I remember that that was that was a year ago yeah right I'm, I'm, I'm doing this now you <laughs> need to edit that out actually <laughs> no, no, you're on the, exactly on the no. second bit yeah no it's, it's fucking I, I love stuff like that yeah and that is it it, it it stops that thing that we've m- m- made in society now through s- socials. It feels like I'm just hating on socials all the time, but no. we've made this whole thing of instant gr- gratification. Yeah. Here's a picture of me looking hot. I like it immediately. That's it. Yeah. Here's 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 a, f- a, a funny thing that I've said. Give me credit for yeah. it immediately. It's like no, that's not what it needs to be. No. You know, if you look hot, then. Hopefully you've you've worked at that. You've been being healthy. Yeah. You've been exercising. <laughs> you're doing whatever you need to. do That should be a, a sustained and long time thing. Yeah, if yeah, you're not, yeah. then that's fine as well. But you know what I mean. Yeah. It shouldn't be this. I need this instant recognition. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like you said about um, that striving, like being as an actor. Like you're saying about being an artist and yeah. being an actor, there's always you can always be better. Yeah. The same with what I do, comedy. It's you. I'll come off. I'll have a smashing gig, but they'll still be me away going, oh, right, that that could yeah. be better, oh, that could be in a different place. Oh, I've got to stop doing that material there. I hate that material now. It's all you it's it's never gonna be finished. Yeah. Like albums, they've always said, yeah. they? they're never finished, yeah. they're just And speaking like, about the climb yeah. as well, I think the the margin of improvement is always greater on the climb. I think it's yeah. when comedians, m- musicians, whoever get successful that there's they have to then have it in them to keep improving. Yeah. Because there's an easy option to just get comfortable. Exactly. Which, go, which right, we've seen. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll relax now. I'm really big. I'm really successful. Which, and you don't keep improving. So. Which we've seen a million yeah. times. Yeah. But I think that's the same with just life. It's not just people like ourselves doing lucky enough to do what we're doing. But in life, there seems to, people are always, they seem to think it's a, it's a journey with an ending you know? yeah. it isn't I mean yeah, yeah there is an ending and it's not very nice but yeah 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 the, 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 the life is just it's just you you will, you will you're always going to be learning you're always going to be moving forward you're just doing improving something, just yeah, improving improving in any way and that's the yeah. thing that again is damaging with the, the media and that is we seem to discredit the thousands of different ways you could be improving you could be getting becoming a better and better butcher every day yeah and that is worth easily as much as becoming a better and better singer or better and better comedian or better yeah. and better actor or whatever else you could I mean even more so you could become a better doctor or a better you know yeah, any yeah, of these anything, things it's like yeah. everything any improvement I was really lucky uh, when I was growing up that my parents despite m- most of the people in my school the goal was to go and work in London earn good money That's you right, work yeah. in the city you earn money they were always kind of said to me look just as long as you're happy yeah. and that's cool if you're working in a corner shop as long as you're happy and you're working hard at it yeah. and you're like the best at that corner shop that was the same with my then, parents yeah. then, then that's f- f- fine bars and that's really important because again I think I don't mind a reality sh- show every now and then and stuff like that but it makes <laughs> it that this is the most being able to sing is the most important yeah. thing in the world it's, like, yeah. it's not No, it's nice it's an, another thing that's lovely but it's, right. it's not more important than again being I was really good when I worked in h and V. I I was really good when I worked in the kitchens of Pizza Hut. I was brilliant in there. <laughs> I was fucking gr- great in Pizza Hut. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It's good to take pride in there. Any job is more enjoyable. This sounds so simple and stupid, 
But any job is more enjoyable if you work hard at it. That's right. Because then it's not boring and you're oh, not just the, coasting. The amount of jobs I had when I'd be someone that had been there 20 years and, and, they were, and you know, first day there and yeah. like they say, our oh, new broom, sweep, clean. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah. But, yeah. And I would just get stuck in and like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Yeah. And you'd just be bored. Yeah. You'd just be stood there bored. So like, I have to be stuck here. stuck in. Yeah, yeah, that was always my argument in, in, in retail, which is where I met... Um, 76 yeah right so me and him worked in HMV yeah and then when he moved to HMV Beckton when he was leaving I moved in there and took over yeah one of the the team leader spots things like and his outlook was exactly the same he was like look we have to be here for for these hours yeah they go a lot quicker if you get loads done if you get work really hard and it's more enjoyable because you're getting achievement if you don't you're clock watching and you're going oh fucking hell I'm just working in retail this is shit yeah, exactly this is what that. I want to do in my yeah. life it's like think about all that uh, when you're not there and plan the things you yes. want to do and make action and changes but if you've got to be you may as well just get the True, job done man. and do a good job of it I generally I think yeah it makes it all more enjoyable half my mates who I met through uh, working in retail all hated it and have terrible yeah. memories of it all my memories of it are great because I met some of <laughs> my, my best mates and I, I ran that DVD section like no one, like no one before. And it's like things like that. It's like it's enjoyable. It's, yeah, yeah, man, that's it. You got to make the most of it. It just it's, it's like a lot of people. You see, like I'm guilty of this. Every week I go right. I'm going to go for a run tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I'm going to join the gym tomorrow. Yeah. And then I never do. And then I yeah, feel yeah, bad. Yeah. And then uh, you know I'm lucky. I've got wonderful people around that that keep you up, keep you yeah. busy, and you and I'm focusing on my work. And but there are other people that they seem to think that they're failing if they don't if they're not if they're not living these lives that they see online it's the balance of all of it yeah. like I, I, I'm lucky I was talking to to Ed, Ed Scrine about this a little while yeah, ago he's right. another guy that I met through the podcast and just top lad he seems like, like he's a, a really yeah. nice lad just got his head screwed on I'm a, f- a fan of his work but just even more a fan of him as a person yeah. and and we were just saying this is going to sound like the, the wankiest conversation <laughs> ever but we were genuinely discussing how, how lucky we are that we've found a fitness thing that we enjoy yeah. and look look f- forward to because it is it, it, I remember f- I wasn't a sporty kid at all no. and all of that was just a nightmare and and CrossFit I don't talk about it much because CrossFitters are the vegans of the fitness world <laughs> where you talk about it more than you do it yeah. um, and again I'm both are great I love vegans <laughs> I love CrossFit but I just don't need to shout about it constantly but um, and that was it I, I found that a mate of mine's a trainer and changed my life I yeah. look f- forward to it and, and I'll have periods where I'm not up for it no. I've just had a, a couple of months where I've been making excuses I've been busy with the magazine and with all sorts of other stuff but this this last a couple of weeks I've got back into it and it's been a joy yeah. like, it's been a joy to be exercising oh, and to, be, to feel positive and again like arrogantly to feel I look better yeah. That's, it's such yeah. a simple thing but it's the ex- extremes either way it pisses me off when people are preachy about it and like everyone needs to get in shape and fit it's like that doesn't have to be the goal for everyone no if you're happy happier not even simply happy if you're simply happier not yeah. doing that don't fucking do it it's your life and you should be enjoy that happiness and yeah. yeah I had a personal trainer yeah I had a personal trainer two years ago I used to go to the gym I was I was my wife and I my ex-wife and I were struggling it wasn't going very well and neither of us was sort of doing anything about it and I was I was I didn't realise how deep rooted a lot of my problems were. Yeah. So you know, so I was I used to go to the gym and I was I, just being in the gym 
in my head I go well I've been to the gym even though it was pointless me being there I was doing yeah. nothing yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. two minutes on the cross trainer yeah, and yeah, fuck yeah, all yeah. and there was a guy there and he was he looked he had he was as big as Dolph Lundgren but he looked like Steve McQueen amazing and he looked and he, I, was, I looked I was like he this fucking Russian dude right and he just walk in because when you see someone every day you say hello to them didn't yeah, you, you yeah, know? Yeah, but yeah. And he, he never you say hello back you just glare at me and I said shit my pants so anyway I'm in the gym one day and I'm fucking about and he came striding up and he went he goes what are you trying to do I went I'm trying to lose weight I'm on the cross train he's like stop 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 I'm like alright so I'm like fucking trying to slow it down <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah trying to be really cool yeah yeah he went, he went, what are you doing? I went, I want to lose weight. I went, what do you think I should do? Should I do more of this or that? He went, he goes, do none at all. No point in you being here. He goes, your diet is shit. Start from that. Yeah. He said, I'll help you. He said, I'll, he goes, I'll charge you 30 quid a session. He goes, but I will help you. Yeah. And he did. And he didn't even, didn't teach me just about losing weight and getting fitter. He told me about organisation. Yeah. Because he was like, right, these are the things you need to bring with you. This is your book. You need yeah. this book with you. And I need this book every time you come to the gym. If you don't come with this book, you know, I can't teach you because I can't see what we've been doing. And it it was amazing. Like, I right. turned up one day with one shoe. Yeah. And I let you go, no, can't do it. And I'm like, fuck. You know, and it taught yeah. me. It taught me about, yeah, other things. I was, yeah, it yeah, was completely. brilliant, man. I genuinely, like... <laughs> I know that the times I struggle the most with my mental health is when I'm taking a break from yeah. exercise. Um, and yeah, it is, it, it, it's finding the right mindsets yeah, man. and the right thing. For, for me, the best thing I had with CrossFit was just stopping making it an option. Just, I had yeah. to do it. Yeah. Rather than, oh, I've got time for that today. I was like, yeah, well, I've yeah. got to do it. Well, that was it. Because so I, I just had, yeah. Just get it done. <laughs> Don't make it. And that, and that translates to so many things in life. Yeah. You can put things off with it sounds so simple and stupid but if you go no I can't I've got to do that yeah go for then, a walk then you'll do it again everyone will know like again the example I always gave was it's weird because anyone in our industries because we're self-employed and we're yeah. artists and whatever else it's mad because we're doing our dream jobs and yet we'll take a day off <laughs> it's like how many times did you just not turn up when you worked in HMV and hated it or when you worked no you were always on time always That's did it, it. Yeah. and that was a job you hated so surely you can have the same discipline That's right. in a job you love. Yeah. And it's it's finding those mindsets and finding that, yeah, those things to just trick your mind or, yeah, to yeah. turn it round to go, and no, yeah. you've got to do that. And even if you don't need to join a gym, if even, like, do the washing up. Yeah. Because you, 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 you keep walking out into your kitchen, you see a big pile of dirty washing up. Yeah. And you, that subconsciously will fuck with your head. Yeah. Do the washing up. There's something, I know people take the piss, they go, do the washing up, make your bed. Yeah, like put your do the washing and put your clothes away. Yeah, but just and if you do those little things, after a while, you'll 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 go. Oh fuck yeah, this is what I do now, and it just I've becomes got, a thing. And I've, I've got a really good episode coming out of my podcast, and it's out in a few weeks. I don't know when this is it's coming out. But it's out in a few weeks. And it's, it's with a guy called T T Tim Clare, right? And he's not the biggest name I've ever had on, but he used to be on the spoken word scene with me. And he's an author, and he's kind of put together this program for for productivity yeah. for getting over procrastination and we talk a lot about it and we talk about m m mental health it's a really good episode yeah. but but one of the simplest things he has in his, his, his system is simply oh, what's next right oh, what do I have to do next yeah. rather than what do I have to do today and it's like literally to the point of I, I open my laptop right yeah, okay yeah. I've, I've opened my laptop right, right. open okay. word okay I've opened word 
now write a couple of paragraphs. All right, I've written a couple of paragraphs and things like just oh, breaking wow, it all down little, to each. Yeah. And it's so similar with I need to do the washing up. All right, I've done that. And yeah. it's subconsciously, it's making you know that you are achieving and you can achieve. Yes. It's going, I've done the washing up, I've done that. Well, it's only midday, I can, can probably get some writing done. Yeah, or I yeah. can do this or do that. And, and, and literally, we're saying, and I've, I've started using it, it's mind blowing because tasks any task can be really daunting if you look at the whole task whereas yes. if you do break it down so what's next get my laptop out of my bag yeah right that's there and what's next yeah. open it right that's there I can I can do that I know I can do that <laughs> bit can I write a novel 100% not can I open my laptop yeah, yeah. can I open word yeah can I write a paragraph yeah, yeah probably can I write another one I'll give it a go do you know what I mean? It's, it's making it these, yeah. these bite-sized and usable things. And I loved it. I'd, I'd, I'd never heard it so broken down as that. That is beautiful. And the, the yeah. really breaking it down, as I said, it gives you loads of things to tick yeah. off. It's like, just, it's just seeing those but ticks. Just get start. dressed. Yeah. That's, that's just genuinely one of the things, particularly for self-employed people. Well, well, yeah. Get dressed. All right, I've done that. I have a shower. Yeah. I've had a shower. It, all these things, it's... It's a really good way to think. And I said, that podcast, if it's out or when it's out, I recommend anyone have yeah, listened to it. Yeah, well up for that. I love them ones where it's not necessarily a huge name, but man, it's a potentially it's life-changing fucking, conversation. Yeah. It's, it's so somebody true. who's figured it out. Yeah. Somebody who's got it. And you sit there going, shit, <laughs> you've got it. You've figured it out. This is right. Well, like I you say, because we look at the whole problem rather yeah. than cutting it down. Like little things. Some I, I realised this before. If I've got to be a... I hate, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather meet you. Yeah, and then I, that's why I love texting. I love messages. Like yeah, that, I'm the same. Because it's just easy. I hate. I can't. I don't know why. What that is, but if I've got to have a phone call, I'll get up. I have a shower. I get dressed. Yeah, and then I have the phone yeah, call because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I just feel. Yeah, I don't want to be doing it in my underwear. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, just standing yeah, there yeah, naked. Yeah. Just I'd be professional. <laughs> yeah, I completely Funny, agree. And I yeah, I love stuff like that. It's 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 finding it's 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 finding the cheats and hacks that work for you. Yeah what makes you comfortable with something and then yeah Perfect, go man. in that's it I love this it. has been amazing it's been a lovely thank chat you thank so you very much, much. it's been a pleasure and what's next for you what are you doing next um, I've got tons of podcasts yeah. that are, again it, it really excites me and it's I say on the podcast a lot that I get more out of it than any of my listeners but I really yeah. do again I am someone who if I didn't have the podcast I'd have a, l- a lot less conversations yeah and as we've said conversations like this you might not have with your mates all the time but it's the fact that we sit down and we've got a reason that's right to yes. do it yeah, yeah, yeah. it means you get to have that so, so yeah I've got that and a few I'm working on a few scripts I've got a few potential acting things coming up so yeah all Smashing, just continuing on nice flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.